Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Your Ben Jarofsky show for Wednesday, May 13th, a beautiful Wednesday, May 13th. It's just moments away. But before we do this, let's thank the following unions for jumping on board and sponsoring this podcast. Unions like the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, Local 126 and District 8. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9 are sponsors, as well as the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. All right. We got a song of the day, Ben. Uh-oh, no. And of course, today's Ben Jarofsky show is brought to you by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. All right, let me check. All right, we have a song of the day. Ben, mm-hmm. our song of the day comes from our good friend. We call him Triple J on the live stream chat. Johnny Joe Johnson, Born to be Wild is your song of the day. Oh, Born to be Wild? The Get your motor running. Head out wait, time out. Steppenwolf? Born to be wild. I actually know who the leader of Steppenwolf is. John K. How about that? Guys, show's over. We're not going to be able to top ourselves after that. Ben knows the name of the singer of Steppenwolf. I I don't know if he's a singer. I, I, I actually don't know what role he plays in the band. He's probably the singer. The Ben Jarofsky Show starts now. It is Wednesday, May 13th, and live from Ben's house, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, legendary Chicago journalist, Monroe Anderson. And now your host, born to be mild. <laughs> Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. You mean born to interview Miles? Oh, hello. Whoa. <laughs> hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Ronner Returns Wednesday, and here's why. Yay for our teachers. <laughs> Yay for our teachers. Oh, very well done, D. Uh, yes, Bruce Ronner reared his uh, ugly little head yesterday, and uh, we talked a little bit about it uh, yesterday. I'm going to take a little deeper dive into it. But before I do that, I'm also going to talk about Republican uh, gain in California, special election in California went down yesterday but before we get to that allow me this uh moment personally was that a tease yes that was a tease (laughs) you know d i've learned a lot from you over the years tease is just one of the things i've learned uh it's a radio school (laughs) technique um now i'm gonna hit the post all right um so uh personal indulgence here just allow me a moment there were uh, two obituaries in today's sun times uh one about a person i knew and the other about a person i knew of so let's just deal with uh, them. I just wanted to give a little shout outs to uh, two people, uh, two very important Chicagoans in my life anyway. Azay Smith died. 
Uh, he was 71 years old, Zay Smith. I did not know him, but I knew of him. Uh, he was a writer for many years for the Sun-Times. Mark Brown wrote an excellent uh, obituary uh, to tribute to Zay Smith. I urge everybody to read read it if you can. Graceful Sun-Times writer on Mirage Tavern Series. Uh, yeah, so this goes back to the 1970s, my favorite decade, when I, uh, I spent about a year or so uh, in Chicago uh, in between going off and getting various journalism jobs and coming graduating from college. And uh, while I was in Chicago, the Sun-Times did this investigative, um, oh my God, series. I forget how many uh, parts there were to it, where they, they put together, they operated a bar on Wall Street on the near north side uh, the Mirage Bar it was kind of a rundown neighborhood in those days, and it was like a seedy bar, the Mirage. And the whole point of it was to entrap, if you will, uh, city inspectors who were coming around looking for uh, uh, to for bribes to allow the bar to operate. And Zay Smith uh, was Nordy the bartender. And then he was uh, also the lead writer uh, of the series. And I just thought when I got to, I was so impressionable. I thought, oh my God, this is the coolest guy in the world. He, you know, he was like the bartender. Then he wrote the story. And there's a picture of him in the Sun-Times uh, as the bartender. Very young, handsome man, uh, Zay Smith. He wrote a great lead uh, to the to uh, the Mirage story. And I'm going to read it to you. Mark Brown uh, recounts it in today's Sun-Times. He goes, uh, he's talking about the payoffs and the graphs that are part of doing business in the city that works if you know how to work it. The city that works if you know how to work it. Great line uh, from Zay Smith. So um, I want to pay a little tribute to Zay Smith. Great writer. I didn't know him, like, uh, like I was saying. I actually saw him once, D, I, uh, outside the newsroom. It was at, um, I think it was 1978. I was seeing a matinee at the old Water Tower movie theater and uh, of Animal House. And I walk in, and there's Zay Smith standing in the lobby. You know, I was like, kind of awed. Like, how about, how about th- 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 Zay Smith? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's Zay Smith at a matinee for Animal House? You know, it's pretty cool. You know, I didn't say anything to him. You know, it's like, you know what I'm saying, D? It's like, ah, oh, that's too shy to say anything to him because he was at the top of his game right then. How was Animal House? What do you think of Animal House? My God, Animal House was hilarious. Top five movies of all time for you? No. 10, 20. It's definitely... Top 50. Oh, it's definitely top 50. Okay. Animal House is great. I just saw it not too long ago, about a year ago. Really? I think it holds up well. Really? Yeah, I think it holds up. Do you you like it? Uh, It's the one with uh, the Belushi guy, right? Yes, that would be correct. Yeah, it was okay, I guess. Uh, What was that great line in Animal House? Uh, what is it? Something fat, dumb, and lazy is no way to go through life. I forget. Somebody, somebody will know the great line in Animal House. Uh, but anyway, so uh, tip of the hat to Say Smith, great writer uh, for the uh, Sun Times. Uh, then a second obituary, and this one is more personal. Albert Dickens and Dennis. You knew Albert. You got to meet him a little bit. Uh, yeah, he was like one of the first people we met. Uh, well, one of the first people I met when we uh, went to the Sun Times. Yes. Albert, he was dude at the front. Dude at the front, 82 years old. He's been working for the Sun-Times since the 70s. And I met him at the same time that I had this brief encounter with uh, Zay Smith in the lobby of Water Tower. And when you had an afro, apparently, right? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a different day and age. So in the 70s, I had a brief stint uh, at the Chicago Daily News, the May she rest in peace. The newspaper went out of business in 1978. I was a copy boy, and that's the guy that uh, stands in the newsroom, and they just yell copies. This is ancient times. They don't do this anymore, but they go, copy! And you run over to some editor, and he'd give you uh, the story that uh, he want, wants you to take to another editor. Basically, it was just an excuse to yell at you. Uh, different day, different age. So I was a copy boy uh, at the uh, Daily News, and Albert 
he was a little older than me, and he worked in the sports department. Uh, among other things, he was, I, I don't know what his title was, but his job was to post horse racing results. In those days, you know, there was no internet, obviously, so it was very important. If you wanted to know what went down at Arlington or Sportsman, uh, you had to read the newspaper. Every day he would put the results in the paper, and that was uh, one of his uh, obligations, one of his duties. And I, I used to see him all the time. I used to love talking to him. He was so cool. He was he was so uh, suave. He was always dapper. He was well-dressed. He'd been in the army, had world experience that I uh, didn't have. And I used to love just talking about life with him. And he would always make jokes. And anyway, he kind of liked me. He looked out for me, D. So when he went on vacation, he asked me to sit in for him. So I typed in the racing results. And I, th I was really excited. Like, I got to sit at the typewriter or the computer terminal, whatever. I was like, yeah, I'm finally making it in the world of journalism. Well, it was not a really good decision, ladies and gentlemen, because you don't want to put the dyslexic guy in charge of, of posting horse racing results. I managed to mess it all up more than once. And uh, Albert, he came back. He got a big kick out of me. He laughed. Oh, it's okay, Betty. You'll do better next time. Uh, somehow or other, uh, he thought that was pretty funny. Anyway, he was still working at the my beloved Bright One when Dennis and I showed up. Uh, what was it? Uh, last February to start mm -hmm. uh, the podcast, and there he was at the front desk. And Albert, remember me? And that's when he said, "Yeah, I knew you when you had an afro." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, so we love chatting. And I go, hey, "Albert, you got to come on the show one day." You know, I'm always D knows this because I'm always inviting people to come on the show. You got to come on the show. You know, come on the show. Can you talk? Come on the show. And uh, he he didn't want to come on the show. Remember that day? He was resisting. He was like, "Come on, Albert, you got some great stories. You could tell talk about the time I screwed up the horse racing results." Nah, he didn't want to. It got so bad. I think he saw me coming. D would run the other way. Uh oh, he's gonna ask me to be on the show again. Uh, anyway, he had a stroke and he passed on. Uh, great tribute to him in the Sun Times. Uh, 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 Rick Tionda wrote a really nice column. So. Uh, uh, my heart goes out to uh, Albert Dickens' family. Uh, great guy. Really going to miss him. A little moment of silence, Steve, for my dear friend Albert Dickens. There you go. Albert Dickens, rest in peace. All right, let's get down to business, D, huh? All right, we've got some nasty Republicans to talk about, starting with Bruce Rauner. Yes, I talked about it yesterday. He raised his head like a creature from the Black Lagoon emerging from the swamp. Monster Bruce. Marianne and her tracked him down. Hey, we, uh, D, you, you caught me by uh, off guard yesterday with that one. We had fun talking about it, but I, I, I told you about this. I was, when I was going for my walk, I was thinking about it. Uh, Bruce Rauner's response. So here we are, we're in the middle of what? This month two of this lockdown. And uh, hundreds and hundreds of people have died. Many more have uh, battled illness. Uh, you got frontline workers who are risking their lives, their livelihood, uh, possibly infecting their families when they come home from uh, the, their jobs. Uh, doctors and nurses and nursing aides uh, in, the, in the hospitals, uh, just f f under extreme circumstances trying to keep people alive. Uh, it's a moment where I would like to think that our leaders would show some empathy uh, to the threat that so many people are facing as they try to protect us from this dangerous disease. You could have your political differences, 
We'll talk about this later in the show as to when exactly the state should open or reconsider opening. Or you absolutely, you could have your political differences as to whether you think Lori Lightfoot has gone too far in terms of imposing uh, shutdown orders in the city of Chicago, or if J.B. Pritzker has gone too far, or if the legislature should be meeting, or if the legislature should approve it. Absolutely, we still live in a democracy, so I welcome dissenting views. I've always generally been the one with the dissenting views, at least here in the city of Chicago. But you should also, while you're doing that, show a little empathy for people who are on the front lines dealing with the consequences of a very serious and very frightful, frightening disease. But nope, not Bruce Rauner. Uh-uh. Comes right in yesterday's with his little text talking about it's all part of a democratic plot to raise the fair to get the income tax passed. That's all he's thinking about. This moment when people are dying, when people are trying to save lives, when it's very, I got I got a couple of friends uh, who are dealing this, with this and they tell me the stories about coming home and the process they have to go to, taking off their clothes and taking a shower and making sure that they're not passing it on to their family. I mean, this is a scary moment. and But not a shred of empathy for absolutely anybody who's, confronting this disease it's all about him it's all about whether his taxes will go up like this is some kind of scheme cooked up by democrats to trick the public into passing uh the uh hike on the richest people in the state so they pay more of the fair share i would say of uh the state taxes the richest people in the state like bruce rounder and jb pritzker that's this lack of and it made me wonder like what would the situation be like in the state if Rauner were the governor right now, do you think he would even uh, close the state down, D? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of funny. I, I can't imagine um, how Bruce Rauner would treat a serious catastrophe like this because when he was the governor of the state, he held everybody hostage to his own personal whim. He wanted to destroy unions. He wanted the state legislature to pass uh, anti-union legislation. And when they didn't, he said, all right, I'm not going to propose a budget. I'm not going to let you pass a budget until you adopt my anti-union legislation. So it was all about him passing his agenda. He didn't care of the consequences of people who did whose programs couldn't get funded, uh, not-for-profits who couldn't get their money in the time we had no budget. At colleges that couldn't get their state money, so they had a cut program. He didn't care about that. Uh, so I, I have no idea. I'm just thankful that he's not our governor right now. But that hit me really hard, D, when I was walking. Like, what a lack of empathy uh, on the part of one man. Let's just let, get, let the state go bankrupt. That's kind of his ad. Let's just let it go bankrupt. Yeah, so his pals in the banking industry can make even more money uh, lending us, uh, you know, charging us interest uh, on the loans that they give to the state. So uh, kind of cruel and heartless Bruce Rauner made me think, God, Marianne Ahern, I love you dearly, but what'd you bring him back for? Anyway, where was I? Oh, on the subject of Republicans, they had a special election in California. Uh, yesterday, congressional election, I was following this one closely. It has, I think, some uh, larger parallels uh, to what's going on uh, in general. It was the 25th congressional district. Now, follow me on this, folks. I don't think we talked about this. The 25th congressional district, it's a suburban area outside of Los Angeles. It had been represented by Katie Hill. And now, let's uh, some similarities to what went down in the suburban areas uh, in Chicago. That had been a Republican-held district for uh, many years uh, and uh, until 2018. And uh, Katie Hill was able to, uh, uh, 
she won a pretty narrow election. She was elected, Democrat elected in 2018. Part of that wave of Democrats getting elected in suburban areas throughout the country. We saw it happen here in the Chicago area where Lauren Underwood was victorious and uh, uh, Sean Caston was victorious. But I think Lauren Underwood and Katie Hill were roommates uh, in um, in Washington when they as rookie congresswomen. Anyway, so Katie Hill was able to uh, sneak in and get elected. One of those things, again, where it seemed like uh, Republican or swing voters, moderate Republicans, swing voters, uh, particularly women, went from the Republicans to the Democrats. It was a trend that we saw in 2018 get Democrats hope that they could defeat Trump in 2020. Unfortunately for the Democrats, unfortunately for Katie Hill, she got involved in a sex scandal. Uh, It turned out she was having an affair with one of her aides. And uh, then there were these photographs of her posted, nude photographs of her posted in some newspaper in Britain. I don't know. Did we talk about this, D, on the show at all? I can't remember this. Did Katie Hill stories? No? Even back in the old days when we were at the old station? I don't think so. Uh, I forget the name of the station. Anyway, um, so... It's WCPT 820. Oh, I knew you would remember. Yeah, they fired you. Remember that? I forgot. How did I forget that? Anyway, uh, so Katie Hill had to step down. Uh, and I, it's funny, mixed feelings about this. Would a Republican have stepped down? This is the difference between Democrats and Republicans. Democrats are always playing by the rules. Well, it's, you know, it's, you're not supposed to have affairs with your legislative aides. That is it's exceedingly inappropriate to put it mildly. But would the Republican have stepped down? I don't know. It's an interesting question. Uh, I, I don't think so. You know, but maybe maybe there would be some Republicans who would have stepped down. Anyway, when she stepped down, there was an open seat. Uh, and so the Dems ran uh, Christy Smith and the Republicans ran Mike Garcia, uh, a veteran. And guess what? Looks like Mark Garcia is going to win that election. Looks like the Republicans are going to take back the House, uh, that House seat, I should say, not take back the House. But there is a larger lesson that Democrats should take from this. Democrats fell asleep. Now, every week or so, every two weeks, uh, we bring on uh, Lenny uh, Manahappenworth from Indivisible, and uh, we've had Marge Halpern from Indivisible on the show, various uh, representatives of the Indivisible movement here in the Chicago area who talk about their efforts in swing districts, not only uh, in Illinois, but in Wisconsin and Michigan, how hard they work, uh, the get-out-the-vote efforts, uh, constantly sending envelopes, going door-to-door in the day before covid Uh, really trying to identify each and every Democratic voter and making sure they show up, registering voters. I mean, it's like 24-7 hour uh, operation that Democratic activists are engaged in uh, here in the Chicago area, Wisconsin, Michigan. What happened, Democrats in California? Did you fall asleep? I mean, this is my beloved Democratic Party, D, always falling asleep. You know, Republicans don't play around. They play to win. So they're out there, and uh, they're out get, sending out uh, ballots by mail. And in part, the reason the Democrats lost this election, or it seems like they're going to be losing, I don't know if it's officially been called yet, is because Republicans uh, annihilated them in the get-out-vote-by-mail, uh, which is an interesting little twist on things. Because in Wisconsin, it was the opposite. Democrats in Wisconsin were able to win that Supreme Court seat uh, a couple of weeks ago because they got more votes through get-out-mail. That's because they were alive and <laughs> working hard and not going to sleep. And they had activists from Chicago out in Wisconsin working with the folks in Wisconsin. Ben Wickler and the, uh, the Democratic Party, the revived Democratic Party in Wisconsin. They were playing around. 
But I guess in California, you know, they got so used to being in a, a blue state that they went to sleep. And the Republicans beat them with uh, mail-in ballots, which is really interesting. Now, for the last several months, you've had Republicans, it's a talking point, to denounce voting by mail, to say it is rife with fraud. And Donald Trump wants to limit the amount of uh, votes that could be uh, brought in by mail. Well, now that the Republicans have apparently mastered this tactic in California, do you think Donald Trump's going to end that move? No. I don't think so. This is how the Republican plays the game, folks. They'll try to block voter by mail in areas where they think it will be advantageous to Democrats, and they'll promote it in areas where they think it'll be advantageous to Republicans. They play the game to win. None of this, oh, we get along. Oh, when you go low, we go high. Uh Uh-uh. They played a game to win. That's why they won yesterday or apparently have won in California. And Democrats, I'm telling you right now, you fall asleep, you go back to those old days where you're complacent, you go back to those old Barack Obama days where you think, oh, they really like us. Oh, they're just wonderful, nice people just like us. You go back to that mindset and you're going to lose. So I'm glad it's only a congressional election. I'm glad it doesn't tip the balance of the House from Democrats to Republicans, but it should be a wake-up call. You got to be like Marge Halpern and Lenny Mana Hoppenworth. Got to play the game to win. We got a great show. <laughs> Dean was waiting for me in that one. It's my funny. favorite part now of uh, the show when you bang the living hell out of your desk. <laughs> Yeah, we had a great show. I was all set to do it. Then he, he did that. I said, I thought, right. I'll drag it out an extra beat. I stick my arm yeah. out. Like, yeah. I'll do like an air punch. Uh, it's hilarious, man. Anyway, we got a great show. Monroe, and he's fired up. I talked to him earlier today. He is fi- I'll tell you, he's not going to sleep. He's not one of these. Wimpy- well, I hope he doesn't in the next hour or so. We got to talk to him. He's not one of these wimpy Dems. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm going to go high because they when they go low, he's not one of those. Now, you know, he plays to win, all right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, come on, Ben. Can't we all get along? Remember the Democrat who told me I was mad at Biden because he wasn't fighting hard. He went to sleep after he won in Illinois. And he goes, Ben, uh, we really don't have to start campaigning to August. Oh, there's a great tactic. That's all right. My yeah. All right, I'm out of here. Uh, <sighs> Voters out there are very concerned that uh, Biden would be, you know, look like he's uh, trying to take political advantage of the uh, coronavirus. Oh, like the Republicans wouldn't do that. I mean, the Democrats, man, how the heck do you win any election? The only time Democrats play to win is when they're trying to beat up other Democrats. So come on, Dems, come wake on. up. Good God. I'll tell you, man. Anyway, uh, Monroe Anderson, he plays to win. Oh, hey, wait. Oh, hold on, Dean, what? before you get started. What? Frank weighs in. God bless Frank. What up, He's Frank? He's my man. Way to look at your phone, Ben. That's good. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I just It's very uh, modern, uh, modern of you. Way to go. Uh, well, it was a while ago that he texted me, but uh, oh. I just looked at the phone. It oh, just okay. popped. The line from Animal House is, quote, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. That's a great line, D. Great movie, Animal House. Zay Smith was there uh, for the matinee. Well, that that wasn't made during the pandemic of 2020, all right? Maybe fat and drunk, maybe a way to go during the pandemic, you know what I mean? I'm sure there's people out there that roll like that. Fat, drunk, as opposed to fat, drunk, and stupid. Yeah, I don't know about Uh, the stupid part. So do you remember that part? That's with the dean. What was Dean Warmer, I think his name, or Dean Warmer or something like that? That was his name, and he told uh, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. 
great line. I'm more of a house party guy. Not Animal House. House Party, 1991. Oh, wow, nice. Were you more of a kid or play kind of guy? Who was the one with the... Uh, the big, I was kid. I was kid guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Oh, wait, the, was that play? I got to look that up. I, that, that was in the days when uh, I was uh, writing a, a story for the reader about the Roosevelt High School basketball team, and there was a guy on the team who had a haircut just like that. So it's, it stays in my mind. Martin Lawrence in Kid and Play. I'm just saying. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Give me my intro. Uh, and so, I thought I gave it already. No. Oh, yeah. I didn't give it. The man from Alton. The man they called Dr. Doobie. With the news. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, come on, Democrats. You hear that voice? Get out there. California fell asleep. Very I'm disappointed with you. California, man. That's the problem with California, D. Can I just say this? Oh, it's nice out. Oh, I want to go swimming. Oh, I want to go surfing. Come on, Cal. They come late to a game. They leave early. That's why the Republicans win, Dems. So wake up. Ben is fired up I'll today, guys. You, I saw that those results from the 25th Congressional District. I'm like, come on, Democrats. Little, why don't, do you, why, wait, can I just say one last thing? I, it's called the Ben Jarofsky Show, buddy. Why, why couldn't I have been a Republican? You know what I'm saying? Right. They, they, it's like... Why? Sometimes I'm like, I'm always on the losing team. Why couldn't, and even if I'm a Democrat, why couldn't I have been like a Mayor Daley Democrat? You know what I'm saying? On the winning side. You know what I mean? Like, why I always got to go for the underdogs and the losers of the world? All these listeners that we spent all this hard work gaining. And you say something like that. Oh, God, guys. Uh, well, anyway, what's the news, young man? All right. How's it going? Chicago and or Illinois news. Let's talk about it. First up, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Just stay home. Save lives. That's the funny Lori Lightfoot, right? Yeah. Okay. Funny Lori Lightfoot. The nice Lori Lightfoot. No public events scheduled for Mayor Lightfoot. Ben Jarofsky, it's a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Tell us, what is Mayor Lightfoot doing right now? She's going for a walk. A walk Where at? in rhythm. Not at the lakefront. No, no. it's closed. Not at the lakefront. Uh, so she's just, well, she lives in Logan Square, so she's... Walking up the boulevard and she's singing, walking in rhythm, moving in style. One of the great you see songs Mayor, of the 70s. You see Mayor Lightfoot as a bike rider or more of a walker? Walker. Walker. Don't see her as a bike rider. That was Mayor Rahm's thing. And Mayor Daly. I remember her saying that uh, she did ride her bike quite a bit oh, gee, okay. uh, while she was running for mayor. I, I, I believe so. I take it all back. Yeah. <laughs> I just think What's your problem? All right. All right, so uh, that's what she's doing right now. I say she's obviously listening to the Ben Jarofsky oh, well, show. She loves the attic version of the program. <laughs> that, that goes without saying. And she's saying, I, you know, she, oh, by the way, she sent me a text last night. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she said, when is uh, Dr. D going to do his imitation of me? And I said, well, I'll ask him, you know. Yeah, you know, we'd like to keep the show, so <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, Lori Lightfoot, very popular on the north side of Chicago, D. I tell you that, very popular. I get in trouble if I say anything remotely critical of her. My neighbors, 
Ben, that was a little uncalled for. Lori Lightfoot's doing a great job, okay? Clean it up, okay? And guys, that's all the Mayor Lightfoot news I have. It was really no news. She has no public events scheduled. So moving on, let's talk about J.B. Pritzker. Big problems become big problems when you let small problems sit. And you know, Governor Pritzker, ever since you announced your five-phase reopen Illinois strategy. Let's begin with phase one. Okay, not right now. <laughs> But ever since you announced your five-phase reopen <laughs> Illinois strategy, it seems like more and more small problems keep showing up every day. And Ben, what do you say we talk about two of them, huh? All right. All right, cool. First up, would you look at the stones on Madison County? <laughs> well, that's... Dennis, all right, go ahead. Dennis's hometown. Go ahead, Starting Dave. today, mm-hmm. Wednesday, May 13th, Madison County, Illinois, the county where I was born and raised is reopening while the rest of the state remains under the stay-at-home order. That's correct. Madison County Health Board Chairman Kurt Prinsler, which sounds a lot like Pritzker, uh, Prinsler, Kurt Prinsler, said that he is behind a resolution that allows businesses in Madison County to open in phases, but not Pritzker's five phases, Prinsler's four phases. It's like going to Aldi and getting, uh, you know, a... A strategy to reopen. We got Prinzlers. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. And Prinzler, he's the governor of Madison County. He's Aldi Pritzker. All right. Uh, it says here, uh, restaurants, gyms, and salons could open as soon as today, Wednesday, May 13th, with restrictions. Nearly 30 members of the Madison County Board of Health voted on the resolution with a majority voting in favor. The plan detailed in four phases allows restaurants, bars, salons, daycares, and yes, gyms to open today. Restaurants, retail shops, and gyms must only allow 25% of their capacity. Salons will have to limit customers by appointment only. Public parks Golf courses, campgrounds, athletic fields, swimming pools, and recreational spaces may open with limitations. Churches can resume worship services, but may only allow 50% occupancy. That was phase one. Phase two, which is estimated to begin May 28th and last until June 12th if guidelines are followed, will increase social gatherings to 50 or more people, allow retail businesses, restaurants, and churches to open further, and allow increased occupancy. Phase 3 of Madison County reopened is estimated to begin June 13th and last until June 27th if guidelines are followed and will open up churches entirely, increase occupancy at restaurants, bars, and retailers to 75%, and increase social gathering limitations to 150 people. The final phase is estimated to begin June 27th and amounts to the total reopening of the county. June 27th, reopen completely. June 27th. Yeah. All right. Uh, by the way, we got to get Bob Diver back in the show. Pride and joy in Madison County. He ran for, uh, he was the Democrat, downstate Democrat in the 2018 gubernatorial. I voted for him. Proud of it, damn it. Yes. That's my great regret in the 2018 election that I did not join you. And you can lord it over me because you were right and I was wrong. No, I don't election. do that. Well, we got to get down to business. <laughs> I don't do that. That's not, not my thing, man. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, this, I'll tell you what, D, again, we, we, we've made this point over and over again and it, it bears repeating. The, the, the general rollout is, is pretty much the same, regardless of Chicago. 
Clay County. You know, well, I don't know about Clay County. I don't even know if they have, they consider a rollout necessary. But uh, Madison County, uh, red states, blue states, this, this generally just, uh, you know, uh, evolutionary movement toward opening up the state, right? You have certain thresholds certain that you have to meet before you go to become more o- open. So... I can't argue with the specifics of like, you know, you keep reading every, I've heard you read these things. Uh, Donald Trump had his, remember that one? You read Donald Trump's guidelines. He's not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Donald Trump, huge listener of our show, right? He gets half his material from not a doctor. I got that from that. I like that Dr. D guy. The other one I don't like so much. The Dr. D is funny. Okay. Uh, that was I don't like the old hippie. <laughs> but I like Dr. D. Bald hillbilly, uh, I love. <laughs> Frankly. Uh, oh, that's the yelling. Do the yelling Donald Trump. That was it. Oh, I love the yelling Donald Trump. Frankly. <laughs> so, you know, the, the guidelines are pretty much the same. But the issue is when do you open up the state? When do you think it's a good idea you know, to accelerate things. And Madison County get a little uh, frustrated. Of course, Madison County is where Dr. D is from. Give ooh, folks ooh, uh, ooh, a ooh, sense ooh. Uh, of the map. It's actually downstate, all right? I, yeah, we're, yeah. We're well, correct. It's, it's downstate. Carbondale is like down, downstate. You know what I mean? We're like, you know, downstate, but near Missouri, you yeah. know? Like a stone's throw away is uh, Missouri. Yeah. And right the, across the bridge there. Uh, so I Right t- by the Mississippi River. Right, and... Uh, and you're near East St. Louis and St. Louis, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, Miles Davis was from Alton, Illinois, is it correct? Yes, sir. Uh, from, uh, so I'm thinking of the great people from Madison County, and Bob Diver is one of them. All right, so. The world's tallest man. Is, are you t- well, from Alton, t- Illinois, Robert Wadlow. How tall is he? Nine feet tall. Yeah, wow. Uh, so, I don't know. I just took a look at, while you were doing that story, D, uh, 369 confirmed cases of uh, covid uh, in uh, Madison County, uh, and tw- I think it was 20, can't even read my, once again, I can't read my writing. I think it's uh, 27 people have died. Yeah, 27 deaths. So You would think he'd move to just typing this stuff out. <laughs> no. no, oh no, oh yeah, no. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I, uh, I'm more on the cautious side. I I believe the doctors on this well, one. Well, you, you we haven't read the quotes from uh, Prinzler here, right, so he may convince you. All, all right? right, let's hear Prinzler. Okay, let's hear what uh, Prince Prinzler has to say. All right, more quotes from Prinzler, not Pritzker. Prinzler, very similar. All right, this guy's Madison County. His name's Prinzler. All right, here we go. Here's the quote. Quote: We're not talking about something that would happen immediately. We're talking about a phased plan Mm -hmm. as of tuesday afternoon uh madison county reported 446 confirmed coronavirus wow that's up from the the number i read and 33 deaths when asked about the concern of further spread prinzler points to recovery numbers which stand at 186 in the last two months he said that 15,000 county residents have filed for unemployment one of the reasons that he's eager to get the economy back up and running. All right, more uh, Prinzler, not Pritzker quotes. Prinzler said, quote, we believe our citizens can do this in a reasonable and responsible way. If they don't, we have the power to shut them down as the Board of Health. Oh, he's fighting his inner Lori Pritzker. We will shut you down, Prinzler. He loves this new power. Do you know Prinzler? No, yeah, I went to high school with I him. I think no, he went I to high know. school with him. Doesn't everybody in Madison County know everybody else? Come on, it's like, how many people down there, 20? 
20 people, 2-0. I quit. I'm just, just kidding. No, seriously. How many people live in Madison County? Uh, uh, Jay Marie asked about it as well. When you go on a riff, I'll look it up here. So All let right. me uh, finish a little more here. Uh, Madison County Democrats, yes, they do exist, guys. There Bob are, Diber. There are Madison County Democrats. Well, we got to get down to business. Hell yeah. <laughs> Madison County Democrats released a statement against the plan Tuesday, calling it risky and reckless. State Rep Monica Bristow, along with six other Democratic lawmakers who represent Southern districts in Illinois, wrote a letter to Pritzker proposing a plan to reopen businesses in their districts on Friday, May 15th. However, Madison County rascals just couldn't wait. Uh, Here's the quote from Bristow. Quote, the Madison County resolution doesn't provide any protections for the worker that is afraid to go to work because of COVID. There was some disappointment in that we'd rather ask for permission than forgiveness. Uh, Let's see here. I have quotes from Madison County citizens, Ben. Is uh, Chris Shragi one of them? Let me look. No. Oh, man. Shout out to our good friend Chris Shroggy, former WCPT 820 guy. Also from Alton. Yes, indeed. Uh, he's moved on from WCPT. The great ones have. Yeah, unlike uh, you getting fired, he quit. Okay, anyway. All right, first up, it's Madison County resident Tanner Harper. You know her? I think you went to high school with her, didn't you? <laughs> Well, you just know everything about my life, don't you? No, I don't know who this person is. Tanner says, quote, I think we should be as cautious as we can be and should probably give ourselves as much time as we can and try not to rush things. Tanner said that or Tanner? Tanner. I'm with Tanner 100 percent. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Madison County, the, the Republicans getting a little anxious there. All right. Who else? Benny J's a Tanner fan. All right. Uh, here's owner of Sergeant Pepper's cafe, which you've been to many times. I've actually been there a couple of times. It's in Edwardsville, Illinois. Uh, Tariq Samara. Uh, apparently he is eager to get back to business. Sergeant Pepper cafe has suffered an 80% decrease in sales. And he said, quote, it's been actually devastating. Yeah. Never really felt so powerless as far as not having control over your business uh, i'm with him 100 i know what that's like you know my wife her main business is making you peanut butter sandwiches these days <laughs> <laughs> we know what it's like in this house uh, to have to shut down a business feel for with you all right now to illinois governor jb pritzker just hours before the vote in madison county was official governor pritzker said during his daily press briefing tuesday that counties like uh, madison county and cities that defy his five-phase plan that put into place to reopen illinois could lose state and federal funding we would consider that said the governor. Uh, He continues saying the state always provides a lot of support to cities and counties. There are a number of enforcement utilities available to us, and I don't want to use those. The governor added that federal funds that pass through the state could also be restrained. Yeah. Listen, it's on Pritzker. It's Pritzker's responsibility. He's the one who's going to be held accountable if people die in Madison County because they open it up too fast, You know, I don't, are they going to blame, what's, it, what's old boy's name, Prinzler? Or are they going to blame Pritzker? <laughs> you know, which P is going to get blamed? So, uh, you know, Prinzler's like, uh, I'm the prince of Madison County. I'm <laughs> opening things up, okay? <laughs> I know Madison County. But it's ultimately, it's going to be on uh, Pritzker's hand. So, I listen, if I lived in Madison County, could you imagine me in Madison County, D? Who would I hang out with? I've thought about that. Like if we did like a, you know, like a broadcast uh, from Madison County. I would love to do that. But like you. Okay. So was there like a crowd of people like me at high school? No. No. 
I remember the guy sitting all alone in the cafeteria. I'm all by myself. Uh, in, in Madison, I know I get along with you and Shroggy. I've known met two people from Madison County in the last two years. I got along with both of you guys. There you go. Okay. All right, met, meet two. You met them all. <laughs> I guess you guys are just uh, not like the rest of them, huh? Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm very nervous about this, D. Just, it's funny. All the scientists in the world, or the, most of the scientists in the world are saying, go slow, take your time, you know, don't rush this thing. There could be a second wave. We, uh, there's no vaccine. And it's just like, there's Republicans out there, you know, whether it's because they actually believe they have the courage of their convictions and they believe that they're doing the right thing or they just want to uh, take the opposing contrarian view to the Democrats and have an issue to run on and have some way to defend Donald Trump. It's scary, you know, but I guess I'll have to say I, I, they were right and I'm wrong, right? Remember, who was it that said, uh, oh, it was our good friend uh, Toya, the uh, restaurant guy. Well, let's see what happens in Indiana, you know? See if the, the canary dies. So I don't know, Republicans. It's kind of a you know a risky business that you got there. All right, let's end this story out with a quote from old JB himself. Uh, Pritzker said, the people who are going against the stay-at-home order aren't listening to science and instead are listening to partisan rhetoric or their gut. Uh, Pritzker said, quote, the vast majority of these counties uh, and individuals, those business owners are not talking to epidemiologists. They're not talking to scientists. In fact, they're not relying on science in any way whatsoever to make their decision. They are putting the patrons of their businesses and the people who live in their counties and cities in danger when they simply break the rules, break the laws. In fact, when they decide they want to go it alone. And while I don't think a good majority of the people in Madison County quite care at this moment with their new order, Pritzker said the su that the Southern Illinois uh, Madison County region uh, was on track to reach phase three in the next 16 to 17 days. However, he warned if counties open too early, that estimated date could be uh, delayed due to a second surge of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. So in other words, they're jumped the gun by 14 days. And they're also, I mean, Madison County is kind of all over the map with this one, D. You know, where they're saying, yeah, you can, but we're not encouraging oh. you to do so. Uh, and you got Missouri right across the river. Like, well, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, but I bet you they're not opening things up in St. Louis. I, bet I have to study and see what the uh, the COVID rates are in St. Louis. I thought I'd seen a story a while ago that said they were high, uh, which is interesting. So what, I guess, you remember Trump had this notion that the, the virus could not cross the ocean. So maybe people in uh, Madison County think it can't cross the Mississippi River. Well, it's, it's in St. Louis. That's on the other side of the river, okay? Uh, very scary stuff. And then, you know, I don't know where, you know what? Bad pre-show planning. I have no idea what your next story is. Uh, so I don't want to jump the gun necessarily on it. All right, well, let's stop it right there. Okay. Big problems become big problems when you let small problems sit. See what I did there? That was a small problem. That's yes. not doing the pre-show prep. Yeah. So, you know, oh, wow, boom, I just... Good. Well done. I'm not going to let well that sit. Done. The next small problem our governor is tussling with at the moment involves former Chicago mayoral candidate and businessman Willie Wilson. Yeah. 
Ben, is it just me, or has a story about Willie Wilson and masks just show up every two weeks? No, it's it's out there. Willie Wilson's kind of playing all sides of this thing. We'll get into it. <laughs> Willie Wilson now is threatening to sue the state of Illinois unless Governor J.B. Pritzker sets aside money to help poor people buy masks to wear in public uh, to wear in public places during the COVID nineteen outbreak. Pritzker issued an executive order this month requiring people in stores and other public places where they can't socially distance to wear some kind of face covering. While the governor's order said coverings could be fashioned from pieces of cloth or shirts, Wilson, in a letter to the governor, argued that people may not be able to do that and said, quote, scientific studies suggest that T-shirts, bandanas, scarves, and tea towels offer insufficient protection from the virus. Before we go any further here, Ben, what the hell is a tea towel? I have no idea. Where's Frank when we need him? Frank, what's a t- live <laughs> what stream? You- <laughs> what, what's a tea towel? <laughs> it's funny. You think I would know what a tea towel is? I don't know. Yeah. So anyway. city guy, I figured you, you city folk would know what a tea towel is. Oh, tea towel. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? City folk. It's like the reverse. Well, you're just ripping on us, country Madison County people. All right, I'm throwing it back at you, pal. <laughs> Wilson said on Tuesday, "Quote: People should have the very best masks." Poor people aren't going to have masks. They're going to try to go into stores and be put out because of that. Uh, if the governor doesn't amend his order by Thursday to help the fund of uh, fund the purchase of masks, Wilson said he would sue in federal court, quote, to compel you to include provisions for the indigent and vulnerable. Indigent and vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's one uh position willie wilson is taking did you have the second one or should i launch launch into my uh let her rip buddy all right first of all willie wilson a good friend of the show just want to say that before i get going he's come on the show many times appreciate his participation uh, oh wait i got one more quote from willie wilson it says here uh how come uh, i signed the front of the checks <laughs> and you signed the back yeah that was the great line he told me uh the other remember the other day i was wearing my willie wilson for mayor t-shirt yeah, yeah all right yeah i signed the front of the check ben you said if i yeah it was something along the lines that people uh underestimate willie wilson uh because of his accent and uh, and he didn't i don't think he finished high school but he went on to become fabulously successful in business and has way more money than uh, anybody definitely in this room. Uh, and uh, he owns a whole bunch of companies, et cetera, and so forth. And he's generous with his money. Okay, so that's Willie Wilson. He came on, he ran for mayor twice. He ran in 2015 and 2019. And that's when he, he came on our show and he made the famous, I signed the front of the, if I'm so dumb, how come I signed the front of my check and you signed the back? And I had, that's a pretty good line, Willie Wilson. That said, uh, Willie Wilson is a Republican. He doesn't always talk about it that much, but he voted for uh, Donald John Trump, and he was good friends with uh, Bruce Rauner. In fact, remember the great meeting Bruce Rauner threw? Uh, oh, here we are, Rauner. Remember, hey, Willie, I stood up for you when Rauner threw you under the bus. Remember when Willie Wilson was giving out money uh, during his mayoral campaign? Yeah. And he was at some kind of gathering, and Rauner was there? Yeah. And, and... <laughs> but... Uh, hey, Willie, Rauner threw you under the bus. You know it. Yay for our teachers. <laughs> Yay for our teachers. Oh, oh, I didn't see the money. This is outrageous. He threw Willie Wilson under the bus. He wanted to distance himself from Willie. I stood by you, Willie. Rauner threw you under the bus. Just saying. Uh, but having said that, it looks like Willie Wilson's playing this from both ends. I got to tell you, uh, I get uh, 
text messages all the time. I think I'm part of a mailing list from Willie Wilson's press secretary. And lately he's on this riff where, you know, it's the, the, the COVID-19 is not a serious threat. Uh, it's mostly people dying in nursing homes. Like that makes a difference, but whatever. It's mostly people dying in nursing homes. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's open up the state. Wait, hold on. Breaking news. We know what a tea towel is. Oh, good. What is it? Shout out to Frank. Uh, a tea towel, according to the dictionary, is a, a tea towel is a cloth for drying dishes. I, I know what a tea towel is, but That's I didn't know it was called a tea towel. Thank you, Frank. Um, so anyway, so Willie Wilson uh, is sort of playing this from both ends. He's threatening to go to court uh, to force the state to provide masks for poor people. I'm with him 100%. We should have, it, it, uh, we should have masks for everybody. Everybody should be wearing a mask. If you believe the, uh, the experts, Dennis and I wear masks all the time. And uh, uh, I'm not going to say all the time. I do wear a mask, though. But whenever you go into a store, don't you wear a mask? Yeah, when I go yeah. into a store. Yeah, same but, with you me. know when. Uh, but if I'm riding my bike and there's no one around, no mask. Oh yeah, okay. I, I sit corrected, but that. But if I see a group of people while I'm riding by, the mask is on. Mask. I got the mask on right now. Can you guys tell the difference? Hi, hi. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I appreciate that, and uh, it's very good to do it. On the other hand, uh, Willie Wilson is sending out uh, emails or uh, press releases urging. Uh, it's saying he supports the pastors who are defying Lori Lightfoot. We even talk about that. Uh, Lori Lightfoot is really about ready to have a political fight with various pastors in the city of Chicago who feel their constitutional right uh, to uh, practice their religion is being uh, restricted by the mayor's stay-at-home order, and they want the right to uh, have church services on Sunday. Uh, and they believe that this is uh, intolerant. This is an attack on the religious freedom and the religious liberty. And so this is going to be sort of a political problem for Lori Lightfoot because as we said yesterday, it's one thing to say, you know, stand up tough to just people walking their dogs in the park or kids playing basketball. You know, there's no strong constituency for them. But if you uh, demand that churches stay closed, you're playing it in the Republican narrative that this is all anti, somehow anti-Republican, anti-Christian, anti-religion, and uh, then you become the villain in a larger uh, political crisis. And so she wants to stay away from that. So they're still figuring out how to dance around that issue of, of the churches. And so Willie Wilson, on one hand, is saying, I'm going to sue the state if they don't provide more mess, is saying, I join, I want to stand with all the pastors who want to open the churches. Well, it's one or the other. You know, you talk about a mixed message. We've talked about all the mixed messages that have gone out. My favorite, the Blue Angels. Oh, look, the Blue Angels. Let's all get together and stand damn, next to hot, each other. Damn, I love the Blue Angels. <laughs> yeah, you can't get the virus, Ben, if you're looking at a Blue Angel. So, mixed message Blue right Angels, there. they'll guard you. <laughs> yes, they'll guard you. That's right. They, those pop, bomber pilots will kill the virus. <laughs> so, I don't know, Willie Wilson. I know you signed the front of the check and I signed the back. That's true, okay? But you can't have it two ways. You can't say open up the churches and then say, oh, this is a huge crisis. we got to get more masks. Now you're going to say, well, Ben, we can pack the churches with people wearing masks. I want to see you stand up to all the Republicans, uh, Willie Wilson, in your party, your fellow Republicans, who are saying there's no need to wear a mask, who view wearing a mask as sort of some like part of the Democratic plot to scare people into thinking this thing's for real. 
Donald Trump won't wear a mask. And there's people in the White House. The White House staff has to wear the mask. I don't know if you saw this. Did we talk about this the other day? The White House staff has to wear the mask. We're definitely going to be talking about this with Monroe Anderson. But Donald Trump refused to wear a mask. I guess he thinks it's unmanly of him. So there's a lot of problems that the Republican Party has with this whole COVID thing. And it's really difficult to be like anti-mask or anti-Pritzker or anti-Lori Lightfoot. If you're in Chicago, where it, how many people have died in the city? D? I forget. I just saw it. Like hundreds and hundreds of people. It's a serious health crisis in the city of Chicago in the county of Cook. So trying to straddle it, have it two ways. You know, one, I stand with the pastors as they open up their churches, despite the fact that they could be spreading the virus. And I demand that the state provide more masks. I don't know. Trying to have it two ways. And then, of course, uh, the argument that it really isn't a serious uh, crisis at all. That's having it three ways. So come on, Willie Wilson. I tell you, Willie Wilson, in all due respect, you got to rethink your membership in the Republican Party. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not quite sure what it's done for you lately being a member of the Republican Party. Hey, did you say something about Donald Trump? I'm not a doctor. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> no collusion. No collusion. And I like the Dr. D. He loves Dr. Doobie, ladies and gentlemen. I like the bald guy. <laughs> bald hillbilly, good. <laughs> Hippie, not good. Yeah. By the way, did we resolve whether J.B. Pritzker went, got a, uh, a haircut from a real uh, haircutter or not? Yeah, I think we're the only people who care. That's what I've learned. No one cares but us. <laughs> uh, you know uh, me, D. I was hoping for the hippie look. I wanted the ponytail, you know what I mean, with a little bandana and earring. I wanted to see Pritzker with the bandana, the ponytail, and an earring. I like Prinsler. <laughs> Four phase plan. We got to get Diver in here. Got to see what downstate Democrat has to say about Prinzler. And like I said here, uh, it seems like every few weeks a, a story about Willie Wilson and masks come up. And every time that uh, story comes up, a quote from Jordan Abadea, J.B. Pritzker spokeswoman, appears as well. That's the counterpunch. Asked to comment on Wilson's letter, Pritzker spokeswoman Jordan Abadea responded with part of a Cook County Circuit Court finding in which a judge ruled against a request for a temporary restraining order blocking Pritzker's mask requirement from taking effect. The court ruling notes that the governor's orders uh, or governor's order allows homemade masks and does not say that, quote, people must buy masks that are expensive or hard to find in stores. Wilson, a two-time mayoral candidate who runs a medical supply company, has offered to sell millions of disposable face masks to the city of Chicago. He also donated a large number of masks to aldermen and community groups in the city to hand out while sparring with Mayor Lori Lightfoot over how best to make sure Chicagoans are able to comply with the face covering requirement. Wilson said he isn't trying to position himself to profit from the sale of masks to the state. He tried that. It didn't work, all right? <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah, he tried. He tried. It didn't work, all right? He's not doing it now, all right? Come on. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. He signs the front of the check, and you sign the back, all right? That's correct. Show some respect. I want to sign the front of a check just for once in my life. Yes, Hector, my uh, my Donald Trump voice while he's yelling does sound like Barney from The Simpsons. Great <laughs> call. Great call. Homer! <laughs> uh. Uh, and he says here, uh, 
But no, Wilson said he's try uh, isn't trying to position himself to profit from the sale of masks to the state. He said, anymore. Anymore. They didn't have that. <laughs> no, he didn't there. say anymore. That's I us. Just, and he said, quote, yeah. well, I gave away five to seven million masks already. So that certainly wouldn't be the motive. Wait. Five million masks. Five to seven million. Five so. to seven. Let's just say six. Let's just call it six, you know, right in the middle. Six. That's a lot of masks. Do you think he did that, D? Six million? Five million? I mean, that's what the guy said. Yeah, it's true. It's what he said. I mean. That's a difference between what he said. And <laughs> that's a heck of a lot of masks, man. Wilson wants to run as an independent against U.S. Senator. Dick. Oh, I forgot all about that, by the way. No, I, yeah, he's running against Durbin. <laughs> like, a, a guy's quote, unquote, independent. Believe it or not, I really have a hard time caring about elections right now with everything that's going not on. Not me, so baby. I'm all, I'm all focused on it. 25th Congressional District in California. Wake up, damn sorry, <laughs> Uh, Wilson wants to run as an independent against U.S. Senator Dickie D, Dick Durbin, uh, in the fall election. The threatened lawsuit isn't a move to raise his profile, he said. <laughs> now, uh, this is strictly, uh, you know, Willie, <laughs> Willie being a good dude here, right? He said, quote, no, my profile's already raised. Yeah, well, it is raised. And again, you know, he's running for a Senate and he's running as a quote unquote independent, uh, which, you know, is an interesting thing. Uh, and he would do a huge favor for the Republican. I can't remember who the Republican nominee is, D. I forgot. Frank, who's the Republican running against her? I completely blanked on it. There was a, a primary not too long ago. Uh, and uh, but um, uh, so Willie Wilson is having it sort of both ways. Like I said, he's showing he cares about people in Chicago by insisting that poor people, uh, the state provide masks for poor people. Good for you, Willie Wilson. I'm with you there. But I not want to get, lose that conservative Vote. So he's standing with the pastors who want to open up their churches regardless of the health consequences. So it's kind of having your cake and eating it too, Willie Wilson. Shout out to Jay Marie on the live stream chat. By the way, that was the news. We're going to the live stream chat now. Okay. Uh, Jay Marie uh, says, according to Wikipedia, the population of Madison County, 269,282. Oh, okay, uh, what did you say? 20? <laughs> Two zero people. Right. Once again, I forgot the three O's at the end. All right, okay. Remember, I'm dyslexic. Oh yeah, just use that anytime. <laughs> well, someone true. gets upset with you. I'm dyslexic. Can't help why, myself. Why didn't you pick me up? Oh man, I'm dyslexic. Oh, okay, I guess that's cool. All right, and uh, let's see. We got some. Uh, let's see. Oh, question of the day: Did Doctor D have a Southern accent until he moved to the city? Uh, he imitates Southern folks very well. Yeah, it comes out every now and again. Somehow I don't have a Southern accent, though. But, uh, yeah, like my dad and brother does. Uh, and Uncle Eldon. Oh, now listen, Danny. <laughs> I liked Browner. <laughs> he was cool. He liked teachers. <laughs> and, uh, and Burke. Let's not forget Ann Burke. Yay for Ann Burke! Oh, that's not, that actually sounded just like Bruce Rauner, Ben. Good job. Yeah, thank you. All right, and I think that oh. is a... Oh. <laughs> Dennis can me laugh anytime he wanted. He would just go, oh. <laughs> Start cracking up. Oh. All right, that's about it, guys. Feel free to weigh in on the live stream chat. Maybe we'll read some more of your comments uh, as today's show rolls along. We encourage all of you to download the second portion of today's oh, yeah. Ben Jarofsky show, all right? We do the first portion live. This is the news in Monroe Anderson. But uh, we're going to have something available for download for you tonight. Hopefully it's 7 o'clock. Sometimes, I swear, I... This, 
I'm not even going to get into it, but uh, hopefully it'll be there at seven o'clock. Maybe Ben will call it's me. All, at, almost always, only once. Ben will call it? me at eight. D, <laughs> put the bong away, huh? It acts up. It acts funny. But anyway, about seven o'clock. And Ben, who is our going to who's going to be our guest? Craig Hodges. Uh, Craig Hodges. I don't know, folks. I uh, don't know if you you know who Craig Hodges is, but he played for the Bulls. Uh, back in the 80s and the early 90s, great uh, shooter, one of the best three-point shooters in the history of the game. Also a political um, activist and uh, paid a price for it. In, uh, he was, uh, in my humble opinion, I don't know if any proof has been established, uh, blacklisted from the NBA because of his political beliefs back in the day. So uh, get his thoughts on uh, the Last Dance documentary. Yeah, get some political talk in. Craig Hodges and I have been known to have uh, some passionate debates about politics. Uh, we don't always see eye to eye, but uh, I love talking to Craig Hodges, so I'm looking forward to that. If you listen to us on the live stream, hey, we think that's awesome. Shout out, you're great, cool. But we encourage that you go download these Ben Jarofsky show uh, part two shows, uh, both Chicago Sun Times and Chicago Reader websites, and wherever else you download your favorite podcast. Kyle on the live stream chat, he's calling bullshit. Ben, he says here Willie Wilson gave out five to seven million masks in a city of three million. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Well said, my friend. <laughs> Well said. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, everybody. Uh, the legendary Monroe Anderson will be coming up. Uh, it is the Ben Jarofsky Show. And yes, we are still live from Ben's attic. I think we'll probably be here all summer. What do you think, Ben? Uh, well, unless we move to Madison County, we're going to be in this. Do you want to do a summer uh, a summer in Madison County? Let's get Shroggy up. Okay, get some help from Shroggy. We have some uh, allies in Madison County. You're going to have pork steak for the first time. <laughs> you excited? Oh, really excited about that. Hope you like Mountain Dew. <laughs> Looking forward to that trip down to Madison County, man. All right, guys, it's the Ben Jarofsky Show. We're live from Ben's Attic. We will be right back. That's correct.
correct. Collusion. song jams shout out to michael girardi editorial board make another one michael that's a great song when people want proof the world ain't flat we'll just give them their money back man that's oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) i love that line it reminds me you know republicans going around there saying well there's no COVID 19 it's just people dying in nursing homes they would die anyway you know and then when everybody else gets the the virus oh here's your money back folks Calling up Monroe Anderson right now. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show. Ben gets really nervous at this point no, in the program. Never nervous. Cool, calm. Uh, that's what we like to see. Cool and calm. It's my favorite part of the show. Monroe, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Woo! Oh, man. It sounds crystal clear. Can, Monroe. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Tommy, can you hear okay. me? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. All right. Now, Monroe, a bunch of things I want to talk to you about. Monroe Anderson, we talked Trump, Trump, Trump. I want to talk to you about uh, Michael Flynn. Hold on, Mike. Maybe not out. May not be out of the trouble yet. Seems like uh, a, a judge may put uh, the deal you cut or William Barr dropping charges against you on hold. Hold on to that. Willie Wilson wants to open up the churches. Monroe, he's joining the movement uh, to open up churches. We'll talk about that. Get your feelings about. It. One time, Monroe and Willie Wilson were on the show together. Dean, I don't know if you remember that. And. Um, Trump's too busy to deal with the IRS and E. Jean Carroll and all the cases against him. Get your thoughts on that. But before I do any of that, uh, Monroe, I got to ask you, man. I've already advertised and promoted your take on this. I talked earlier today. The it looks as though the Republican congressional candidate in the twenty fifth congressional was victorious uh, in the special election yesterday and a district that used to be Republican in 2018 and went Democrat. And so, you know, there's some concern. Which way will these swing districts go? Uh, will they go to, uh, to Trump? Uh, will they go to the Democrats? And the, the Republicans are real happy right now, Monroe. They're like, yeah, man, we're making a comeback. Right. Uh, right. Uh, so they, they, go get, they gained back two seats that they lost. And in the one in California, the, the – uh, Guy was a better candidate, apparently. Garcia, their guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's he's Hispanic. He's he was, but um, in the in the military, um, he was he was a better candidate. And and um, yeah. Now the other one, I don't know that much about. The the one in Wisconsin you're talking about. Yeah. Well, that was already Republicans. They they just held on to it. Exactly. No, both of them. They won back in their district, and you know, so that that may be a sign. That may mean nothing. What I'm a little troubled about uh, is that right.
talking here, uh, there was a CNN poll today where they reported that Biden is beating Trump in the national polls, but uh, Trump is winning in several of the key states that, that are necessary. We get back to the good old electoral college. Which states? And, I have not seen that poll. Which states? And we just let me. Let all right. Me, well, that's all right. Don't worry about it. But uh, it again. Yeah. Um, I think Michigan is one. You know, I mean, what's really interesting about that is is that forty percent of Americans who made less than forty thousand dollars a year have lost their job, mm-hmm. and it would seem to me that they wouldn't be very happy with Trump right now. Uh, but apparently, they believe he 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 he, he lied so repeatedly that they they believe him. You know, when he talks about his great economy, so people still like the fact that uh, they, they believe that Trump would be better at the economy as Biden. Hmm. It makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, since Biden was the one who brought us the great economy with, 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 with um, Obama, of course. So it was the Obama-Biden ticket that brought us the great economy that Trump didn't screw up for the longest. Well, I uh, I have not seen this poll, so I haven't had an opportunity to digest it. Wait, I'm trying to find and, it. And that's uh, all right. We move on from it because there's new polls every day. I'll say this. Uh, I've been yeah. predicting that Trump will lose. I have this conversation almost every day with somebody else uh, because I have faith in uh, the swing voters of America, as uh, preposterous as that sounds, that uh, they will not vote for Donald Trump. They will look at his performance in the face of this pandemic, among other things, and they will not uh, reelect him. That's maybe more faith in uh, American voters than is warranted, but I have that opinion. On the other hand, I deal every day with people who tell me, Ben, you you cannot trust um, voters, particularly white voters, that they will lie to pollsters because they're embarrassed to admit they're for Donald Trump, and then they will turn around and vote for Donald Trump. So you cannot believe polls. Uh, and uh, you cannot believe, you should not have faith uh, in swing voters. They love Donald Trump, okay? So it's, I, I may be unwarranted uh, to have such faith in the voters. That said, Monroe, when I talk about what happened in California, I don't talk about better candidates. I talk about political fights. And the Democrats, I already told you this once before, and I'll say it again. The Democrats lay down, fall asleep. They don't take it seriously half the time. People in California, I don't know what they're preoccupied. The Republicans beat the Democrat in California because they did a better job of getting people to vote by mail. And it's the same Republican Party and Donald Trump who's crying that they want to stifle attempts in Wisconsin and Michigan to get people to vote by mail because they think it's fraud. But it works to their advantage. They take advantage of it, and they don't talk anything about fraud. Uh, But when it comes to people, Democrats voting, oh, it's fraud. See, that's Republicans, man. They don't care if what they say today contradicts what they said yesterday. They'll say whatever they have to say to, to win. They play to win. And Democrats, right. they just don't have that gut instinct. I don't see it in the Democratic Party. Uh, I see Joe Biden lying back in his, in his bunker, doing little press conferences every now and then, going on to view, or this, that, the other thing. I don't see that like junkyard dog attitude in uh, Democrats. 
counter counter me in this one, Monroe, and tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> okay. No, that's correct. No, there, as I said last week, if you recall, yeah, uh, Biden had the disadvantage of not being the president, and so he is operating literally out of his base. He's on, he's on a uh, cell phone through Zoom or some or one of those formats. Uh, when he does anything, so he doesn't have the majesty that Trump can, can muster because he's in office. But Trump is self-destructive, so why should he get in the way of that? And Trump Trump um, did another uh, one of his briefings a couple of days ago where he lied about um, testing, which is a which is a clear, critical problem. So Trump, this is my problem with the Democrats, is they should have, Biden should have some surrogates out there right now, a bunch of really good surrogates attacking Trump on how he's handling this crisis, mm-hmm. how incompetently he's held it. And um, tr- Trump is um, taking revenge for, I guess, his, his, all the people he, he thinks um, didn't perform well in his administration. He, he's firing them. He's replacing them. And not enough is being talked about there. The Democrats ought to be doing something with that. Sorry. And they do a little, but I just don't think, I, 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 I think more should be done. Well, they certainly don't do as much uh, counter uh, punching as the Republicans do. I could tell you that. I get uh, right. dozens of emails every day from various Republican operatives urging me to give money to the Republican Party, urging me to join with them in their movement, uh, trying to fire me up because uh, of threats from by uh, radicals like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. That's how they label them uh, to try to take right. over take back the Senate, hold on to the House, defeat our allies. They talk about it in like real terms of a combat. They're not like pussyfooting around like Democrats. Okay, but this is the difference. One of the differences is that many of Trump's troops, the cultists, Mm -hmm. they they believe all this stuff. The um, Fox Cable News feeds them a a steady diet of this every day and that's all they consume is Fox and so Trump people the Republicans can speak in shorthand because they've already set up the language and they can, they can talk very simplistically you know they're, they're still they're, they're, they're still using socialists as a negative thing in the meantime um Everybody wants a little bit of that socialism to help them through these difficult times. So they have, they have this code, these coded words and these signals, so they don't they don't have to go into um, any great explanation. Plus, they've been told so many lies. Um, it, one of the things, for example, they believe that the economy, as Trump says, for every chance he gets, the greatest economy in the history of the world ever that he created. Well, actually, 
he rose um, Obama's economic recovery, mm-hmm. and it got better. He didn't screw it up until the um, pandemic helped him out on that. And had we had a better leader, had, had he been a better leader, we wouldn't be in this financial mess that we're in now. And so, and, and um, Biden has commented on that. He's made comments, but he doesn't. He doesn't have the bully pulpit that Trump has. Well, he also doesn't have the skill that Trump has. I mean, you create a bully pulpit, and you make you, you either you have to have the capability of commanding attention. And Donald Trump has proved that that's something he can do. Uh, he know, he understands the media. He knows how's it, how it works. Uh, he's the maestro of the media. And uh, we see that, you know, with, with his tweets. Democrats don't even know whether they should confront the tweets, ignore the tweets, what to do about the tweets. Right, and I think you've got uh, 65 million people reading those tweets. Something I've seen. Yeah, and, and and most of the time they're lies, but he repeats them, and when he gets upset, um, he, he goes on a rant on 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 his um, Twitter feed. Yeah, and so it's you know it's 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 it, 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 it's not a skill; it's the practice, the success of a demagogue. Well, that's, that's what you're getting. Yeah, and listen, the Democrats made uh, an intentional decision here, Monroe. Uh, they decided that they did not want to confront Donald Trump with uh, a street fighter. Joe Biden, his entire career, has always preached bipartisanship, get along with the other side, that there's one common America, and I appeal to it, uh, which is the exact opposite of what Donald Trump preaches. And so right. the Democratic electric, they took a look at this and they said the way to beat Donald Trump is to have sort of a go-along, easy-going, accommodating type of guy. That an, could, an anti-Trump. And what's it, what did you say? What was the last? An anti-Trump. Anti-Trump. They, just, they, should, they should have an anti-Trump. Right. So they, we're getting, uh, we have Joe Biden. He takes it slow. Right. Not a lot of announcements. Right. And, right. <laughs> yeah, slow Biden. And... Yeah, I get a little frustrated. I have to tell you because I like a yeah, fighter. But yeah, but no, but that's that's just what the doctor ordered. That's the anecdote to Trump. Uh, people are tired of Trump, and they and they and they're going to be really tired of Trump by the time we hit um, September, and we have one hundred and twenty thousand Americans dead. 30% unemployment. They're going to be very tired of Trump. Mm-hmm. And he, he, every time, you know, I, I keep, I hope he keeps insisting on doing these briefings because they are not serving him well. All right, let's, let's talk a little about uh, Donald Trump and his IRS lawsuit. Uh, this is a classic case of, of talking out of two sides of his mouth. And uh, we've had the conversations about these uh, suits for a while. 
they stem from cases in New York uh, where uh, the state of New York is trying to force Donald Trump uh, to release his uh, tax statements, which, of course, he hasn't released. Lord knows right. there's many different theories as to why he won't release them. And, well, uh, they, yeah, actually, right now what they're trying to get at is his, his financial records at Deutsche Bank. Uh, and that's that's what the fight about is is about. It's not even about Trump, but what Trump's lawyers and Trump trying to argue is that um, because it's something that he did, what they're looking into is something that he did before he was president. That the Democrats are going too far, and that these these lawsuits, this lawsuit about this is just one more. Um, example of the Democrats harassing the president. I and we. By the way, did you listen to the arguments yesterday at the of the Supreme Court? Uh, I, I listened to it on the first day. Yeah, was yesterday the first day? Yeah, yeah. I listened to it. Yeah, I listened to most of it. Not all of it, but most of it. I came in a little late. Well, you know, fifteen or twenty minutes late. Part of part of the argument that the Trump's lawyers are making that he's so busy, uh, and that the, the obligations he's facing as president of the United States are so overwhelming that he does not have the time uh, right. to deal with these lawsuits, and that in fact it would do uh, harm to the presidency, the White House, the country as a whole, if his uh, attention was diverted from the pressing issues that he's confronting. That's the argument they made at the Supreme Court level. Right. So I don't. Bill Clinton I, made that argument too. What's that? And Bill Clinton made that argument yeah. too. It didn't work it for didn't Bill work. Clinton. It, it didn't work for Bill Clinton. And the difference between Bill Clinton and Donald Trump is while he was making that, while Bill Clinton was making that argument, he he compartmentalized the two things, and so he actually did run the country. He was running the country. Trump, um, who doesn't particularly care about running the country, he just likes the attention and the power, um, watches TV all day and tweets. Um, it was, I think it was yesterday, his schedule, he only had two things on it for the entire day. As a general rule, he doesn't begin work until noon. He watches uh, cable news, and he tweets. Then he comes in at noon, and he puts in four hours, and then he's done for the day. So that argument, that dog won't hunt him, Bill Clinton, to the Supreme Court. Well, now, now uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to draw yeah. another another distinction that uh, yeah. Trump uh, has from Bill Clinton, an advantage, I would say, that Donald Trump has over Bill Clinton. And this gets back to my general theme, that Republicans play the game differently than Democrats. Uh, right. There are at least four rubber stampers on that Supreme Court that will do whatever Donald Trump says. And the two uh, most prominent ones are Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. I am waiting to see them defy Donald Trump. I don't think it'll happen. I always talk about putting money in Vegas when you have a sure bet. I would say it's a pretty much sure bet that you could always expect Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch to side with Trump. So if Trump wants to make an argument that the sun rises uh, in the West and sets in the East, 
Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch will find some legal gobbledygook explanation to justify it. And they'll rule that way. And so that's why that's an advantage that Bill Clinton did not have in the 1990s when he was fighting off attempts to get him to uh, give a deposition. And one of the I can't remember which case it was. There were so many uh, cases having to deal with his uh, running around. Uh, And uh, so I think that's a big uh, advantage that Donald Trump has. Yeah, but the thing is, um, the Supreme Court will rule that the records have to be turned over. Because this is basically the same argument that Nixon made in trying not to have to turn over his tape recording and he lost that basically on the, the, the principle that's in the constitution that the president is the president not king and that he is not above the law and so Trump's financial records will come out probably in June that's, 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 that's the timetable that people all right, let me ask you this. In your uh, yeah. humble opinion, do you yeah. think Clarence Thomas will vote against Donald Trump? Probably not. Yeah, but this is such a clear cut thing. But even in a worst case scenario, okay, let's go with the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario is going to be a 5 4 decision. Five, four decision. Mm-hmm. With, with Justice, Chief Justice uh, Roberts going. Okay, he's got to give them up. And that's a worst-case scenario. They, on these really big, momentous decisions, the court likes unanimous, likes to be unanimous. And so Roberts is going to push these guys and push these guys and push these guys into it. We did it in the past. We've always done it. We can't make an exception now. And so uh, who knows what Thomas is going to do. Because he's just, he's, he's just ornery. <laughs> so, so he may still go. And, 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 and Trump's two appointments may or may not go. Yeah. But it's not, it's, 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 we will his papers will come out in June and they're going to make an incredible difference. And they're going to make the same difference that Nixon's tapes did for him. Well, I'm marking this moment. I hope you're right. Uh, John Roberts is the potential uh, swing vote. Absolutely. Uh, John, Roberts, you know, John Roberts is very concerned about, you know, because it's the Roberts court. Mm-hmm. And He's a traditionalist, and so he does not want to go down in history as Trump's court. So he he will do the right thing. Yeah. He'll he'll do the legally correct thing on this. As he did with you remember, he saved Obamacare. Yeah, for the moment. Yep, he did. Yeah, right. That's the other thing, Monroe. The Republican Party right now. They're... 
in the middle of a pandemic, this is why I have a hard time believing that logical, rational uh, people in this country will vote to reelect Trump. Right now, the Republican Party is trying to destroy Obamacare. They have right. no alternative to it. So folks at the no. time of this crisis will be without health care. That's their position. That's what Trump's in court right. doing right now. And right. And this is where, this is where the surrogates sh should be better played. There should be one person in the Democratic Party, who just attacks Trump and talks about Obamacare and how what they're doing, and that you should see that person all over the place. Well, all I the time. I wish it would be Joe Biden, but uh, I guess he's not up to the tasks, and it's going to take. No, a he's done that. Yeah, he, he, you know, you know, he's done it, but he's not. He's not getting the attention. That he should, and that's partially a a um, just a, a, a technicality. He is not officially the nominee yet, and so he's just another candidate. Trump is the president. Once once Biden becomes the the Democratic uh, front runner, I mean the nominated the candidate for president officially. Then that will change to a large degree because the media will have to give him um, as much attention as they're giving Trump. All right, I'm going to swing things to a, a little local issues. I'm going to ask you some uh, about Willie Wilson and J.B. Pritzker, etc. But I just want to know: uh, Are your your battles on Facebook with Trump supporters were legendary? Uh, are, are they uh, still fighting, or are they s sort of retreated from you uh, at the moment? Oh no no no! They've they've gotten because of Flynn and because of Barr, they have a second win. <laughs> and so, so, so they're back to now how um, Dunham and Barr are going to send all of them to jail, the deep state, all of them. Obama's going to jail. Hillary's going to jail. <laughs> Holder's going to jail. All of them because they all had this. Very complicated uh, plot to, to make Trump look bad, and um, I don't, I, I, I still don't quite understand. As much as I, you know, and I ask them for explanations, their explanations are so stupid <laughs> that I have to get them almost immediately. But you know, they talk about the deep that Trump drains the swamp. I post stories that say that since getting an office, Trump has hired, I think it's 281 uh, former lobbyists in his administration. Yeah. And what they've, I've got an audience with them about how the, the lobbyists and the, the, the people on K Street are the swamp. Mm -hmm. But then when I present that to them, then it's depending on what publication it was, you can't believe it. Because you, you really can't believe anything unless it's um, Breitbart or, um, or Fox. Yeah. Anything else is not legitimate. No, I, I, I could tell you this. Uh, <laughs> I got a, uh, an email today, it was, I, I, from, I think it was... Um, 
uh, one of Trump's, Trump's daughter, Ivanka, the other daughter. I can't remember her name at the moment. And it was amazing. It was like, Tracy? yeah, uh, it was, Tracy? I, I forget. And it doesn't matter. But the point is, uh, the, 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 it was a solicitation for money. And it said, you can't, it was like, you can't believe the news of the fake media. This is their solicitation. Right. And right. the mainstream fake media will have you believe X, Y, Z. This is, this is coming from the president's daughter. And yeah, so I understand. I, I, I get the, the game they're playing. Uh, I just love it when they come on your Facebook wall and then they usually retreat with their uh, tail between their legs. All right, yeah, no, they no, they think, you know, it's like, um, and, and because Barr, um, who, who is truly Trump's Roy Cohn, yeah. dropped the charges against Flynn, then uh, they're emboldened by that. You know, so I'm, I'm supposed to be apologizing to them for all the stuff I said about Flint. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> because because he got a get out of jail card free. And, you know, and I just tell him, like, there's a very real possibility, let's say for now, that after Trump loses in November, and when Biden becomes president, those sealed indictments are going to be open, and Trump will be going to jail. They will, in fact, be locking him up. Now, if Trump were any other president, I wouldn't. I, I would just say, no, no way is going to happen. We're going to put a president in jail. But he's been such an asshole. And he continues, you know, he's going, what's in the process of happening right now is he's using Barr. He's been using Barr to exonerate his friend and former fellow convict and criminal. But um, he's going to move from the defensive to the offensive. And they're going to be going after... um, all of those who were in the Obama administration, of those who had anything to do with this impeachment. And um, the way I see things going on is, though, in the meantime, the pandemic is going to get worse here because against the doctor's orders, we uh, we keep opening up things, so it's going to be more spread of the virus. And the economy is based on our handling the virus. I, I don't care if you, you can open up everything in the world, and nobody who's if the virus is raging, in fact growing, who's going to want to go to a restaurant? Or who's going to want to go to a movie theater? Or or, or the good ones for that matter? And Who's going to want to go into those factories to provide the meat that we want to eat? Now, there will be some, but, but a lot of people, as more people get sick and die, that's going to shrink. The worse the pandemic gets, the worse situation we're going to be in. And if, if Obama, let's, let's play this game. Instead of having Trump as president, let's have it be Obama. What Obama would have done is not deny it, 
for the first uh, month and a half that it wasn't was a, 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 a virus and, and that it was dangerous to begin with. But by now, he would have, he'd have um, tests. We'd be testing everybody in those, these high, high danger um, areas, nursing homes, uh, bed hospitals, uh, meat companies, in fact, prisons. All those, you, you'd have people in there testing them on a regular basis. Everybody in those places would have been tested more than once by now. And so you know where the virus was hitting and not. Right now we're still flying blind. Mm. And, and, um, and, and then he'd have an army of, of, of um, contact um, agents out there who were charged seeing who, who, who if, you, if you had the virus, then who did you come in contact with? to potentially spread it. Uh, there was a story um, that I read today where there was a party in Pasadena, California, and 30 people, it was a birthday party, 30 people at this party, which is, was against the rules in California, but they were there. This one woman was coughing at the party and was joking that she had um, COVID-19 um, because California is much more disciplined about this than Trump would have us nationally they checked this woman out they tested her and as it turned out she in fact did have COVID-19 and didn't they use they, they, they have their contract um, agents in play now so they've contacted everybody who's at the party and as it turned out six people six other people had the virus but that's how you keep it down but you have to be very dedicated to it um, if, if, if we had a smarter president than Trump uh, who's worried about uh, who wants to open thing up, things up so everybody gets um, sick or dies um, what he do is um, have give people jobs those those who have, who have had the disease and lived through it and therefore probably they don't know for sure but more than likely has antibodies put them to work working against the disease having this higher than this contact um, uh, employees mm-hmm. tracking this stuff down. But he'd give them jobs. They would give them jobs. But, you know, he's a, Trump is a magical thinker. Yeah. So the virus is going to go away. The economy is going to be a big B and bounce back. Uh, and so everybody's going to rush out uh, to, to vote for uh, the captain of our war, the commander of our war on, on um, coronavirus. Yeah. All right, Monroe, that's why I have a hard time. Just everything you laid out, I have a hard time believing America's going to re-elect Donald Trump. We shall see. Monroe, stay safe, stay sound. We'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, okay, all right, okay. That's a great Monroe Anderson. I'll talk to Trump, 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 Trump.
We're going to head out of here, get ready to interview Craig Hodges. Got any updates for us, Steve? Uh, absolutely, I do here, uh, Monroe. I wonder, I meant to ask him uh, if he's gotten out of the house. Last time we talked to him, I remember he said he wasn't uh, leaving the house. No, he wasn't leaving the house. I don't think he's left the house in a while. Oh, I hope he has. Yeah. All right, uh, we do have an update here before we roll out. Shout out to everyone who uh, weighed in on the live stream chat. And remember, find us uh, online at Benny J Show, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show, at both Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Benny J Show at gmail.com. That's our email address. Feel free to send us an email. And we have a phone number. Yes, it's true. 708. I got to look this up real quick, I believe. Oh, my. 708-658-4788, I believe. I believe it is. I don't know. Maybe. Let me look. Uh, It says here, 708-658-4788. The number again, 708-658-4788. Eight, eight. We've received calls from Dr. Phil, <laughs> Mr. Burns yeah. from The Simpsons, and Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Apparently, he's not a fan of me. No. <laughs> Called me a pothead or something. <laughs> eh, jerk. Yeah. 708. How dare you? <laughs> ah, that's what I thought. 708 658 Four seven eight eight, and we encourage you guys download our interview with Greg Hodges. We're going to be talking with him uh, after today's show, so uh, go download that. Both Chicago Sun Times and Chicago Reader websites. All right, now to the update. The following comes from the Chicago Sun Times: Tim Novak and the Hitman Robert Hergeth. <laughs> It's my nickname for him. Herg is tough, man. And, and so is Novak. Two great investigative reporters. I've never met Novak in my life. Maybe, I don't know, we saw him uh, walking down the hall, but uh, Hergeth is a really good dude. Shout out to Hergeth. Uh, it says here, uh, Navy Pier, mm. the clout-heavy not-for-profit wow. whose president is paid more than $540,000 a year, has received a nearly two. $0.5 million coronavirus stimulus loan from the federal government towards salaries and other expenses. Now, if you've read a Ben Jarofsky article on the Chicago Reader, Navy Pierce featured quite a bit. Facing what is says are losses of $10 million, Navy Pier says the loan from the U.S. Small Business Administration's Payroll Protection Program will cover expenses and the salaries of 147 employees, uh, some who have been, quote, sidelined since their pier was shut down in March by the COVID-19 pandemic. The federal loan will be used to cover all salaries, including that of Marilyn Kelly Gardner, the Navy Pier Inc. president and chief executive officer whose salary, bonus, and other compensation totaled $541,051 in 2018. And this is according to records filed with the IRS. Ben, your thoughts? Well, I've not had an opportunity to read this story. I saw a headline before it went in the air and somebody sent me a tweet. Can you believe that, D? Someone sent me a tweet about it. Uh, Alderman uh, Gilbert Viegas. What, what's the percentage of uh, you uh, uh, reading that tweet and, I read and, it. and, and, and retweeting? What's the, Oh, well, no. <laughs> you didn't let me no, 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 no. You know, I'm not Donald John Trump, uh, maestro of tweeting. But uh, yeah, I was with uh, Alderman Viegas, and just in the, the, uh, the notion of these bonuses going out to the heads of uh, Navy Pier. Come on now. Come on, that's too much, man. Too much money. Navy Pier, I mean, Navy Pier, Dennis talks about it. I, I wrote quite a few stories about Navy Pier. It was the beneficiary of a TIF uh, handout uh, a couple years ago. A TIF handout that was supposed to go for a hotel in the South Loop. 
Oh, man, what a program. Love. By the way, I just wrote about tips in the reader. Do you uh, should talk about that for a Whoa. <laughs> well, no, it's been a while. I am shocked. It's been a while. It's been a while because I've been, you know, preoccupied with uh, national politics and the, uh, the, the pandemic. Uh, but Trash and uh, Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> I love Joe Biden. Hey, got slow Biden. How he did that earlier. That was pretty good. Uh, come on, Biden. Pick it up. Counterpunch. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> I'm oh, napping. Dems, man. I'll do it after my nap. I'm there trying to get fired up about a tip story, but I'm just looking at my Dems, man. You guys just sleep at the wheel. Wake up. There's an election year I got out there. God, we need Marge hopping out there. Marge! You know, we need Lenny. Mana hopping work. Lenny. Get well, people was on yesterday. I know, but to get people who know how to fight, get them out to California. These sleepy California Democrats. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm tired today. I don't want to go out and work. Yeah, well, the Republicans beat you yesterday because they sent their ballots by mail. Oh, you can do that? Oh, I'm a Democrat in California. I don't know. Come on, wake up, Dems. Anyway, where was I? Wake up, Dems. Oh, yes, the TIF deal. Uh, it was a TIF deal that was supposed to be money allocated for the South Loop. Somehow or other, Mayor Rahm delivered it to Navy Pier. Don't know how that's legal. I uh, don't, don't know how he got away with it, but he did. And so now they're getting bonuses. I don't think they should get any bonuses uh, until they give back the TIF money that they shouldn't have gotten in the first place. So anyway. Take a chill pill, man. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Rom. Sorry. <laughs> We're all in it together, me and Rom, to defeat Trump. Right, D? Yeah, sure, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Rom wins either way. Uh, Trump wins, he wins. And uh, win, he wins. win or lose, I guarantee this dude's going on a bike ride. Isn't that right? I just biked around Lake Michigan. Oh, wow. How many miles? Wait, what? How many miles? Uh, how many miles? Nearly a thousand miles. Oh, oh nearly a thousand. thousand. And of course, you met nobody who needed health care. Uh, <laughs> that was the theme of the story, folks. Good times, guys. All right, go download uh, part two of today's show, both Chicago Sun Times and Chicago Reader websites. It's going to be up at seven o'clock. And catch up on any shows that you've missed at both of those websites as well. I feel like we're going to be in the attic uh, until like November. Yeah, dude. We we'll be here for a while. So we'll be here in the attic unless we move the show to Monroe, uh, Monroe County, <laughs> Madison County. Got Monroe Anderson on my mind. I got pork steaks on my mind. Uh, all right. I want to thank Monroe Anderson. Of course, I want to thank the man, the myth, the legend from Madison County, uh, the man who makes this show work. And as Monroe Anderson will tell you, as Craig Hodges will tell you, as Michael Jordan will tell you, back home in Madison County. They call him White Lightning. Give yourself a raise, take out a petty cash. See you tomorrow, everybody. Yeah, guys, he still calls me White Lightning. We'll see you tomorrow. Like I said, go download those shows. Send us an email at BennyJShow, gmail.com, BennyJShow, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. 708-658-4788. I'm not a doctor. Let's begin with phase one. Big problems become big problems when you let small problems sit. That's correct.